Hello, impressive souls, and welcome to a new episode of Live Your Impressivity Show. I'm Alex Boditsa, I'm your host, and as always, I'm really excited to be here with you and share another topic on journaling. In the meantime, I want to let you know that this is the last episode of the first season, and I want to thank you for being here for this entire journey. This really gives me goosebumps because it has been such an incredible experience and the feedback has been so positive around our topics of journaling that who knows, maybe season two might have a little bit of journaling and writing in it as well. You'll just have to wait and see. I also want to take the opportunity to thank all of my incredible guests so far for sharing their wisdom and knowledge. And I also want to now introduce you to my guest from today and prepare because she is going to blow your mind. Jessie Chang is a spiritual business coach and an intuitive mentor, known for her inspiring stories and her connection to the angelic realm. Jessie is a certified empowerment coach and she specializes in coaching highly sensitive entrepreneurs to use their inner gifts, align to their soul mission and achieve results fast with intuition and energy work. Jessie is also the founder of The Soul Clean Company, an online business that sells energetic cleansing bath and body products. When she's not on Zoom coaching her clients, she loves going outdoors with her son and her high school sweetheart in sunny Southern California, where she calls home. I'm really excited to present you, Jessie. So get ready and grab your pen and paper. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Live Your Impressivity Show. And welcome, Jesse. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, my gosh. It's in my honor. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about talking with you because this is a very interesting topic. And maybe some people might find it a little bit unusual. It's not woo-woo things. <laughs> it's really something that we can connect more to about our emotions, our intuition, our inner voice. And I really love this topic. And I have a confession to make because I don't think I have heard before about highly sensitive persons before I met you. And I'm really grateful that Effie, our mutual connection, uh, and my uh, friend introduced us during her mastermind. And I learned about highly sensitive persons and I started reading more about that. And it was really interesting because I think just like me, many other people might have a negative connotation to this word, highly sensitive yes. persons. So mm -hmm. I think the best way to start is to actually clarify what it means a highly mm -hmm. sensitive person so that someone who is listening right now might recognize themselves and say, oh, this is me. And maybe they haven't heard the term before and maybe they are in this uh, category and they might feel that they don't know what it is. So what is a highly mm -hmm. sensitive person? A highly sensitive person is someone who just is just wired differently, you know? Some of us are less sensitive to certain things, but, you know, the way highly sensitive person in short called HSB is very in tune with how the world works. They are in tune with the energy, the subtle energy and the little discrepancies and, you know, the body language that people exude and the things that they don't say, you know, they pick up on all these little, little things. It can also show up physically, you know, someone who might be sensitive to bright light, you know, may cause them migraine, for example, or loud noises, uh, highly processed food, caffeine, alcohol, all that stuff. They may be also sensitive to like sleeping late and then waking up later. And then they, you know, throws off their body system, their rhythm, and they're also the people who tend to seek and seek meaning in life. They want to do something that is purposeful and not just getting the paycheck. And they feel emotions very, very deeply. So, and I, and I agree with you. A lot of people think that the word sensitive is a trigger for some people and think that, you know, sensitivity equates to being weak or, you know, a failure because we can't keep up with the world a lot of times we're being told to don't be too sensitive, get over it, snap out of it. 
and it's not how we function, you know, it's just the way we are. I mean, I can tell you to snap out of it, but you can't, it's just how you function. So I, I want to help people to understand that being sensitive is not a weakness, it's actually a strength. And the moment I took over and I feel empowered over it, you know, and take control over this word, because that's how I build. All of a sudden, I have a whole tribe of people who say, me too, I'm the same way. And then you know that I'm not alone, you know, and you're not alone. And that tells me that there's so many of us who are the ones who go to a party and just kind of stick in the corner and just look at everybody else, you know, or, or we're the people who like hang out with other people and then stay at home. Yes, most of us are introvert. But I feel like it's just a, you know, HSB really described the way we process the world, the way we process our thoughts. And I don't think there's any negative things about it because, you know, I, when I took over, I take charge of that word about me. That's how I thrive in my business. That's how I've been able to help a lot of women. And it's because of my sensitivity. I am more intuitive. I am very in touch with my soul and other people's soul and where they want to go. You know, so, and there's a lot of things that, you know, my friends and I are doing this client session. There are a lot of things that are not being spoken and we just understood it. Thank you so much for clarifying that. And I think it's really beautiful to keep this in mind that being highly sensitive is not a diagnosis. It's not something negative. It's something to be proud of. It's not a weakness. It's a strength. And I really love that you emphasize that. And also the fact that if you listen to this and you recognize yourself and you said, oh, this is me, then yes, there is a tribe out there with people just like you. (laughs) So make sure that you find them. (laughs) Exactly. I love that you said about being an intuitive coach and mentor. And this means working a lot with intuition. And when it comes to journaling as well, there is a lot about downloading messages and listening to your intuition and listening to your inner voice. So how can we start writing in order to practice our intuition, listening to our intuition, befriending our intuition? What kind of writing prompts perhaps could we use in order to do this in our journals? Well, two things to follow here. I think we need to, you probably heard your mind is more analytical like you know that it's your calculator I put it that way and your heart is your inner GPS it's your guidance it shows you direction people don't usually listen to the heart when it comes to making important decisions right what we want to do is a lot of people who are sensitive are being told that oh if you follow your heart desire then it's a very selfish thing if you're not analytical enough you're not making sense you know but your, your heart is the one that is basically channeling your soul purpose. It's sort of like remembering all the little bits that you are here to do. Your, that's your soul contract. And our desires are oftentimes a much more bigger, expensive version of ourselves. And so what I would ask is, you know, to listen to your heart and really ask, you know, what's my heart's desire? And even if it doesn't make sense, if it doesn't make sense to other people, you know, I've made a lot of business decisions that doesn't make sense. Follow through with that. So what is my heart desire today? Or what's my heart desire for the month? And then write that down. And I want you to lean into that and take action towards that desire. Another thing is to ask your connection with God, you know, whoever you believe in, you know, whether it's Mother Mary or Kuan Yin, connect to that higher power outside of yourself and ask, um, God, what would you have me do? What would you have me do? And I like that because it kind of sets the tone for the day, you know, because God knows our bigger purpose here and what we're supposed to do. And that's sort of taking an aligned step and an action, inspire action step towards what you want to achieve. And so that we don't get caught up, you know, it's so easy to get caught up these days on Instagram and Facebook and thinking, oh, you know, what she did is exactly what I need to do to be successful. But it's still not necessary. And each of us is very unique. And especially if you're a HSB, you work from a very, you know, 
what it what helps you to feel very recharged and energized is that when you do something that's aligned to you, when you're doing something that is more for somebody else or emulating somebody else's style, that can deplete you. You know, our energy is our currency, so you need to really use it wisely. So I really suggest, yeah, the two things is to find out, you know, your heart's desire. And then what would you have me do? That's really beautiful. And I think it just comes down to giving ourselves permission to actually listen to that and to get in tune to our intuition. Now, as far as I'm concerned, I think that there was always something in me that I knew that my intuition is very sharp and I have proof along time that from past experiences things happen according to what my gut feeling predicts and even more recently I had several messages that my intuitive voice was communicating to me and it was either through silent knowing or even during nighttime through dreams and I was refusing to listen to them because they were predicting an outcome I didn't want or I didn't Mm. like. And for instance, you know, sometimes my intuition would tell me when my ex-partners were going to break up with me or when someone was going to die. And this translated every time in high levels of anxiety. And Mm. I would write in my journal, I don't know if this is just my imagination playing tricks and making me anxious or if it's really my intuition. So my question to you, Jesse, is how do we really know? How do we know when it's our imagination when it's our anxiety, or when it's our intuition for real? That's a really, really tough one. Yeah. And I think a lot of uh, our anxiety comes from our past experience. And that would be the only way I could uh, help you to, you know, differentiate between your intuition and your anxiety. If you're thinking of like the anxieties are popping up because there is a past trauma that is associated with that particular event in the future, like something that's going to happen in the near future, that could be from, you know, your own experience and not necessarily being an intuition. However, I won't say hundred percent of it is that way, but that's just how I looked at it. And if that, you know, if it's not your anxiety, then you're looking at, this is only a sort of a unique event that's going to happen. That's something that you don't anticipate. I've not thought of it at all. And it just pops up in your mind, say, oh, this is going to happen. Then that's your intuition. So that's how I would look at it. But I think, you know, what sometimes what happened is your anxiety also tells you kind of you're in the wrong path and you're not supposed to experience this or whatsoever. It's your body signaling you. And more often than not, our body knows more than what our mind knows. It picks up all this energy. And, you know, I just had somebody I know who works in, uh, as an air stewardess and she has already, she knew that she wants to, wanted to pivot out of the airline industry and she just haven't made that transition and just kept going on because of you know, the, the money. But over time, her body just got really bad and couldn't recover from the jet lag and, you know, flying, even though it was just a couple hours of flying and it was just starting to hurt her herself in a way that she couldn't sleep well, or if she slept, she needs 12 hours of sleep, just horrible. So that was to me, when she talked to me about it, I knew that it was her body signaling her to like, you need to stop. And the more she was going to the airport, the more she was having anxiety. So that is, you know, to me, it's really hard to tell, but I feel like, you know, the mom, the moment your body is saying, no, don't do this. I say, honor it. And know that you don't have to move into, you know, feeling anxious. Why we're feeling anxious as well is because we're trying to control the outcome. We can't let go of the outcome that we wanted. And what the universe is telling us is that if you let go of this, something else more beautiful, it's going to happen. So there's infinite ways and possibilities that that is better than what you envision. So, you know, if really, if you really tune into your heart desire and not allow yourself to be pigeonholing on one little thing, if you expand your mind, you could see there's many things that could happen, you know? So 
letting go of the outcome would really help with the anxiety level. And then you'll be able to see, you know, which is your intuition as well. That's really beautiful because this actually makes me think more about letting go of those imagination scenarios and literally just listening to our intuition. And it's not to say that we are supposed to be living in fear or always being precautious, but to Mm -hmm. actually trust our heart desire and our heart calling and our body wisdom, as you said. Yeah, I think I want to say that the word fear is a good one too. Like not uh, if you feel like your body is feeling the fear, oftentimes that is just a an illusion, right? Fear is an illusion. It's, it's a feeling that is appearing real, but it's not. What can we do to overcome that fear? And what is it that you're fearing of? So because again, that's an illusion. It's not really what you're truly experiencing. So going past that fear, what could that be? So once we pass that fear, you're no longer going to feel that anxiety. Thank you so much for for adding that. How do we trust our intuition in business? I say the only way to do it is to really trust it. The only way to practice it, you know, is to continuously trust it every single day. In business, I think, you know, what I really want people to know is be even more authentic with yourself, you know, trusting that what you're bringing to the world is exactly what someone needs to hear. Someone out there is praying, wishing, hoping to work with someone like you. There's someone out there who is waiting to listen to your message. So the more you lean into your true self, your inner voice, the more that's going to come out, you know, that's more of who you are. People that we admire out there are people who are really being true to themselves, right? They're showing the true colors. They're showing, you know, the way they dance, the way they speak, you know, their messages. That's what we like about authentic people. HSP are drawn to, you know, authentic people. The more you stay authentic, the more that intuition is going to come out. Like there's so many cookie cutter approach and, I think, you know, what makes us special being uh, an online entrepreneur is that in order to stand out, you have to be speaking your own message. You have to speak your own language. So, you know, what, again, you know, your body, what does that, what does it tell you? What are you leaning towards too? If you don't enjoy using a project management software, then don't do it. You know, if you feel more efficient batching your social media content, do that. But if you don't, don't do it. So really lean forward towards what you enjoy doing and that makes you productive. And if they're not, you know, outsource it and when you can afford it, or if you can't, you know, do to a certain point where it doesn't hurt you. So I really lean into things that I love to do, do more of that and you see the results. That's a really great way to actually pay attention to what really brings us joy in business as well, because I think they are interconnected as well and also as you mentioned with authenticity because it kind of fuels everything that we share with the world and it really makes us trust ourselves more and trust our intuition more so thank you so much for bringing that up as well absolutely going back to journaling and let's say that we were going to create an intuition journal right now and People who are listening might want to say, okay, I want to practice this. I want to really get in touch with my intuition. So if we were to suggest this for a beginner to start an intuition journal, what guiding question could we start with? What is the first writing prompt that someone could start with as a first beginner? Maybe they haven't really been in tune with their intuition. They don't know how to ask about their heart desire. Maybe they don't have a spiritual practice or a connection with a higher power. What would be the first prompt? I love this because I'm not really connecting to any higher power, whatever. I'm just really connecting to my heart. You can really, you know, have one hand on your heart and then that's the way of getting in touch with your intuition and ask what can I learn about myself today? Or what can I learn about myself this week or this month? And that just really open up your energy to see, you know, what are the things that you need to learn 
for today, this week, or this month. It's sort of like setting intention, but you also are getting in touch with sort of uh, the flow of what this is going to deliver for you. So you may sense that, you know, like, for example, during Mercury retrograde, you know, things slow down. And then so, you know, what can I learn about myself today? You know, you may get that patience. There's something that you're waiting for. Or you may get that to do the inner work, to journal more, to find out more about your processes and emotional, the depth of your emotions. I wanted to say too, when you get in touch with your intuition, you don't really have a lot to say. Your intuition is very concise and it's short and sweet, but you'll know what that means, you know, and it's, it's very, in a way, there's a soft authoritative way of telling you what to do. And oftentimes these are things that we avoid. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, what pops up and, and when you follow through with what your intuition says, you'll know that this is exactly what it needs to happen for the day, for the week and for the month. As you were saying that, and thank you so much for, for sharing that, I think what came to my mind was literally just like, as you are walking down the street and then you have this inner urge to turn right or to go inside a shop or, you know, something that you feel that need instant need to do that is very sharp very short and sweet and then you go and maybe you find the perfect dress that you are looking for for an event or something like that you know <laughs> or you meet with someone you know that you have been thinking about a friend you haven't seen in a long time and I think these are instances when if we trust our intuition then we can actually see the outcome and it's the same with writing it down in our journal as you mentioned and really just seeing what we want and what we need to learn we know and you also pointed out that highly sensitive persons have a deeper way of feeling emotions of leaning into everything that comes up and feeling deeper so Whenever there are challenges and negative experiences, such as grief or loss or failure or breakups or traumatic events, highly sensitive persons probably feel it in, a, in an even more traumatic way or mm-hmm. even more powerful way. I had a guest a few episodes ago, Christine Bergsma, who was talking about journaling to heal trauma and we, we talked about, you know, miscarriages, people who suffer from cancer and people who have to take care and process this kind of feeling for the dear ones who are going through challenging times. But what if some of these persons who are going through traumatic and challenging times are also HSPs? How mm-hmm. can they actually overcome these periods of their life? Yeah, great question. I think we're all no strangers to those very challenging emotional turmoil. I think one of the things that really helped me is that I see that as an opportunity for me to grow from that situation. You know, whether it is our loved ones who has passed or a very disappointing um, feeling of betrayal, all of that stuff, you know, it is sort of your soul awakening it to the next level. Your soul is wanting to learn from the situation and, you know, and see what is the gift in this, even as hard as it looked, you know, there's a gift in that very moment, in that lesson. And I also learned that during this time, this is when I'm, I search for that connection with God and the universe, the higher power. And that I knew from that moment, it's, I'm never alone they are there to support me during this difficult time. When we're in the most uncomfortable situation, I believe that something beautiful birthed out from it and we may not see it at that moment. So, you know, what gives me comfort, right, when we're in that situation is that I know something is going to birth from this. So that gives me something to look forward to. And then so I take that time to learn as much as I can about myself. As a HSP, I think what's important for people to know is that you really have to honor your feelings, right? And like people will tell you, don't be sensitive. And I think that has to be deleted from the world. (laughs) I think you have to be as sensitive as you want to be. That's your choice, not for other people to decide for us. You feel what you get to feel. And that is legit. That is what you need. 
So I say it really to take the time to grieve, to be angry, to be expressing yourself in whatever ways you want. And there's no wrong, right or wrong ways. That's just you. And once you have processed those emotions, I know that a lot of us will say, okay, I think I feel done. I'm okay. I'm, I'm full and I'm ready to move on. So what's the next step? So I think what, what happened too is a lot of people don't trust themselves to take the action when we can, we all can, we all want to be better. You know, how many times we fall sick and then we're like, okay, I'm so done with this. I'm going to get out and go for a jog or go for a run. So it's really just trusting yourself, you know, after you have processed all of this, allowing yourself to let go of those emotions that you will take action. And what a beautiful reminder that all feelings are valid and there's no right or wrong. And there is literally no step-by-step process that your feelings will have to fit in a specific order or in a specific formula. There will be your own journey. There will be your own process of going through challenging times and literally coming out of that and maybe later on falling again into a deeper grief and then coming back out. And it's it never looks like a straight line. <laughs> no, ever. And, you know, it's interesting to said that, you know, I feel like there's going to be good days, there's going to be bad days, and there's going to be days where you have mixed emotions. And I have learned that, you know, we can all go through so many different emotions at one moment. You can be feeling angry and happy at the same time, you know. And I think what people think is that, oh, we have to be happy, 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 but it's, it's not a attainable, you know, emotion, unless you live in a cave and you're meditating 16 hours a day, we live in the modern day life and there's a lot of daily stressors. So I think we have to cut ourselves some slack that we are going to experience all these emotions. We live among people, we live among, you know, people doing a lot of work and during this very sensitive time. And I say that if you feel like you're getting stuck with it, you know, it's really good to seek therapy and there's nothing wrong with that. That is for your mental health. I made it really obvious that I get therapy myself. You know, it doesn't mean you're sick. It's just the way, again, the way you look at things may be different and you need to process in a more balanced way for yourself. So I really encourage you if you feel like, you know, you're listening to this and you feel like I'm really stuck. I've been still stuck with this for the past six months go for therapy, look for a coach to help you to untie this knot. 100% agree. And I'm also a really big supporter of anything that comes to specialized help and seeking help. And I've also been very open about doing therapy myself. And I have to say that it has helped me and it helps me every single time. And sometimes, you know, it's not about just waiting until there's something going on. We just have to process different things that maybe we're not even aware of. And going to therapy might help us to to become a better version of ourselves all the time and keep growing. But especially during challenging times, it helps us to see blind spots and to find meaning, as you said. And also, I loved what you've said about strengthening our connection with spiritual world because I have noticed that also from personal experience that trusting that there is a bigger purpose trusting that there is a bigger plan that I'm not seeing and that someone out there has a bigger plan for me means that you know if someone left my life it means that there is something else that was not my yes. path. That was not my journey. Goosebumps. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I always say these are something better. These are something better because it's, we can't conceive what is better. We thought that what we have is the best. So yeah, when you open yourself up to that, you know, the opportunities are endless, endless. And that's how we get into talking about manifestation, blah, blah, blah. But this is not today's show. <laughs> Yeah, we'll need a a new episode for that. (laughs) Another um, trait that is very specific for HSPs is empathy, meaning that I noticed that in myself as well, that I feel what I think the other person is feeling or how I would feel if I were in their shoes. 
So I think it's probably good to learn to let go and to detach. So maybe the question here is what's the best way to detach in a healthy manner and learn to regulate your emotions when you get empathetic to the other person's feelings? Yeah, I think that's also really good because we tend to get too deep into other people's stuff, right? And then we ended up get tangled in the drama or the stories when we shouldn't have in the first place. And then we get caught up in this thing. This is very typical empathic HSP people. I want to tell you nothing wrong with that. You know, it's just we're never taught to create boundaries, right? And sometimes these are people that you have had you know, long-term relationships with, you know, your best friend that you had, you know, friendship of 20 years, and then it just started to not work anymore. It's no longer in your alignment and you want to get out of it. And that's really tough, you know, when you want to detach yourself from that. So what I would say is really like going back to your, uh, our previous question is, you know, what are we here to learn? What are we here to learn about this relationship? And journal out, you know, what have I learned about myself in this relationship? What can I take away from this? More often than not, you know, what you don't like that is happening is reflecting something in you that is, that needs to, for you to understand more, for you to heal from it, to overcome that hurdle. And, you know, if this is somebody you want to detach from, the second thing I would do is to write a letter that you're not going to send to the person write out whatever you want to say and don't censor yourself really go all the way out if you're really angry go all the way out cuss if you want if you're sad you know or you know and, and what's your intent with this relationship do you want to let this person go and if so you know how would you put that in words because more often than not a lot of relationships that we want to detach from doesn't get the opportunity to have that closure so we don't always get to have have that last say and I know for a lot of HSP, we're like, well, I wish I said that, but because we didn't process it fast enough that we couldn't get the chance to say it. The letter is a great way for you to express yourself. So that's the way of expressing emotions, also setting the intention for that relationship. And then lastly, I would send gratitude to that person and say the forgiveness mantra. I don't know if you've heard about the forgiveness mantra is please forgive me. I love you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, it can go either way. So forgiving and not just forgiving that person, but forgiving yourself and not knowing any better that you put yourself in that situation. A lot of times we blame ourselves. It's okay. You know, we all learn. This is all an opportunity to learn, to heal. And that for me is the most effective way. And if you really want to add a last touch to it, I would take a sea salt bath because that's really cleansing to our energy system all beautiful tips and beautiful actions to take. So Jesse, I read in your bio at the beginning of this episode that you are an intuitive coach and mentor. And I would like to share this with everyone listening. How does it look like to work with an intuitive coach and mentor? And how do you help people who come to work with you in, in a session? As a intuitive mentor, I help spiritual people. A lot of them are entrepreneurs. You know, being an entrepreneur is a spiritual journey, right? And also highly sensitive people like yourself to locate their gifts and their purpose uh, with intuition and energy work without the complicated strategies. A lot of times people come to me and say, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, or maybe they're already in what they're supposed to do. And they still get stuck and still get lost in their way. And with me is to find the most fulfilling way of doing their business or doing their work. Uh, and I work with both corporate women and you know, women who are in business owners. And I basically help them to simplify things in a way that they want to make money or earn money, manifest more money. Money is a big subject. Uh, the next thing is that we work on, you know, again, finding joy in what you do and making a big positive impact. A lot of the entrepreneurs I work with, you know, they wonder, how can I use my gift to help other people? And how can I use my money to help other people? You know, so we look into ways like that to make them feel more fulfilled. Like I said, you know, a lot of HSPs look for that purpose. So it's crucial for them that they seek for it all the time. They just 
feel very overwhelmed by, you know, there's so many different ways to do it. But once they sit down with me, we can look into bringing them the clarity that they need. And also my private coaching, I have four, six and 12 months. And, you know, this is when they really get to pen out the whole thing, like simple strategy that they need to take. Or if they don't need the one-on-one coaching, they can join my membership club, which is called Lumen Spirit Club. That's a way for people to learn all the spiritual practice that I do. That again, is very simple. I don't make you chant 25,000 times. It's all about simple little practices that can make a difference in your life. You know, we have guest speakers, we have energy forecasts, so people get to know, you know, what's the month ahead so they can navigate it with more ease. Also learn how to see the difference when God is talking back to us. You know, I think what that's what people is craving for. They want to see the connection that they have with the universe. You know, when we can see the signs that we receive, then you know that the universe is responding. And that's exactly what that means. We know we are exactly on the right track. Everyone, you have to follow Jessie. You have to (laughs) check out her work. You have to check out her membership and her beautiful club. We will put the links in the description of this episode. And I'm super excited for everyone who will get to be in your energy because it's really really wonderful and I love everything that you do oh my gosh thank you (laughs) I also know that you wear another entrepreneurial hat to hear more about it because I also love rituals and I love enhancing our senses with different ways to bring a mindfulness practice when it's related to journaling or for self-care or simply to soothe ourselves And I know that you do this through your company, The Soul Queen, and I want to hear more about it. Tell us a little bit about how the products you create align with getting more in touch with our emotions and how everything came about. Ah, this is so good. (laughs) The Soul Queen Company. Yes, it's my little baby, my precious baby on the side. It's my product-based company. It's the bath and body products that help you to cleanse your neck, um, lower vibrational energy. I won't say negative. You can do it in the comfort of your own home. So it's basically like getting a Reiki session for yourself to cleanse and open your chakras. Also cleanse whatever is stuck in our aura. And a lot of people don't know that um, just like we take shower to clean our skin and, you know, get grit and dirt out of our skin, we need to do this too for our aura. We can't see it, right? But we can feel it when we collect a lot of stuff on it. You know, can you, I, I think there's a lot of people out there can relate that when we, when we are with somebody who's negative, you know, or who's gossiping all the time, we can feel that heaviness in our our body so imagine collecting too much of that you know it can cause aches and pains and that's what happened it causes your chakras to block and then so it can circulate as well it can cause a lot of um, like fogginess you know you can't see your own intuition so what's really good with these products is that the way I created it is, is for basically to help empath to remove these things And the combination between essential oils and sea salt is what create that powerful cleansing agent. And, you know, it's nothing new. It really is, has been used for centuries. I mean, I grew up with my grandmother doing that all the time and, you know, sea salt bath or, uh, you know, with flowers in the bath as well. You have seen that in spa anyways, but people I think what happens is with modern lifestyle, we have totally disregard this as an important ritual that we need to do. Just like, you know, following the moon cycle for, for our reproductive system. Yeah, it's the sea salt and essential oils that I add into my bath bombs and soap. I also have a essential oil blend that helps with any discomfort in the body, you know, also help you to meditate and get deeper and get grounded with yourself. I started with this, just really wanted to help people. And then it just kind of grew from there because everybody really felt it when they they hold on to the product. They're like, oh my God, this is the genius. This is a great product. And that's just really how it spread. You know, when you feel that there's a good product on your hand, you can feel it. And I don't really have to say much. That means you felt the energy that it carries. But yeah, I'm really, really proud of this little company that we created and we're looking to expand it. 
And I think it's also really beautiful because it has such a deep mission and purpose and it's more than just bath salt and essential oils. <laughs> it literally has the energy behind it, as you said, and that definitely comes through. It's the end of the year and we're getting ready for setting new goals, setting new resolutions. Oh my gosh. There is a lot coming up and, you know, I always encourage people to write it down in their journals now more than ever. <laughs> If they haven't done it throughout the year, now is the time to write down in your journal, to evaluate and also to write down goals. And I want to ask you, how can our intuition help us with setting goals instead of our analytical thinking? Mm, so good. So good. I would ask, get in touch with your heart again. You know, what's your desire, right? And I would ask, what would I like to experience in 2022? What would I like to experience? And that kind of sets the tone in how you want it. So the thing with our intuition, it tells us where to go, but it, you also get to decide where you want to go, right? Only if you follow your desire. If you're doing it out of your analytical mind, then you're following your ego. Your ego is often, oftentimes comparing itself to what other people are doing. You know, that sounds better. That looks good. You know, what feels aligned to you? Yeah, just I will ask just that one simple question. And then also I'd like to add three more questions that will help you to see how your intuition has always guided you to a better place than what you have to imagine. So the first question is, What was one of the biggest win your intuition has given you? And then you'll see that there's a pattern every time you follow your intuition, that something better always happen. And if you follow that, then you'll see, okay, if I can achieve that from listening to my intuition, what else can I achieve if I listen more, right? The second question is, was there a time you didn't use your intuition and you wish you did? And that also will tell you that, There's a pattern in where I have not used it and I totally regretted it or I lost a lot of money because of it. So you want to know what to avoid going down in 2022. And the last question would be, how would following your intuition change the outcome? So we may not know what the outcome is yet, but I know that the more I am following my intuition that makes me feel better and more aligned with what I do. And every day I set that intention, just really following my intuition, just following, listening, leaning to it deeply. And I just have trust and the faith that all that I'm doing today is going to show me the results that I want and more, you know, because I have seen from the first question that every time I listen to my intuition, when it, even if it doesn't make sense at that time, I saw results four years later, two years later, whatever it is. So I hope that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I think this <laughs> is a really beautiful way to set new goals for the year and to take the time to also evaluate and tune into the intuition part. Because mm -hmm. oftentimes, because we don't see the results or we think we're not seeing the results, then we kind of become overwhelmed we lose our self-confidence but if we actually take the time to evaluate and look back and perhaps the results that we got were different from the outcome that we expected mm -hmm. maybe even better <laughs> then we always might better actually, yeah we might actually realize that you know what my intuition guided me to the right uh, outcome yeah if you don't mind me i want to add to the story because you know i just want to share i feel called to share this um Well, about four years or five years ago, uh, it was when I first started selling the Soul Queen Company soap. And where I was going to take this, so I knew that it was going to help a lot of people. And I just felt really called to drive eight hours away from my place to sell this soap. So I was living in Malaysia at that time, and I had to drive down to Singapore with a bunch of soap and bath bombs. It was really heavy. And a lot of people say I was crazy for doing that. I was crazy because it doesn't make business sense. You know, it's obvious that I, even if I sold all my products, that it was not going to cover the expense of me traveling there, you know, getting a hotel, food, etc. And I really doubted myself, you know, for one moment, I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm making a mistake. Who am I to do this? But my intuition was like, go do it. 
you know? Yeah. And people were looking down at me and say, you know, you, you're not going to make money from this. This is, this is ridiculous. I went anyway, we made a lot of sales, but what ended up happening was I made a lot of great connection. I met a lot of new people and yes, I didn't make a lot of money at that time, but the new people I met eventually become my clients. And they're the one who's paying me three to four, four years later and have become the biggest fan. And they continue to use my platforms, spread the word about it. And I also, I mean, there's so many gifts around that experience. I learned so much from it as an entrepreneur. But, you know, like I said, I didn't see that, okay, I could make money at that time. But I didn't know what's going to happen three years later. And what happened from there is like, wow, that tells me exactly what I need to do, like, you know, to continue to just follow that intuition. So yeah, when I talk, when you talk about what do we need to set us, how do we set goals for 2022? I think the most important thing is really to follow your intuition and what tells you at that time so that you'll reap the benefits, you know, and I know that for a lot of us right now, we don't have to wait until three to four years of it to happen. Time is quickening right now. Um, there's a energetically, the world is going to a, a, a spiritual uh, evolution as well. So you you may feel like your day passed by fast. You know, people have said that 2021 just flew by, and that's what we're feeling at the moment. So you don't have to wait that long anymore. And if you do put in a lot of hard work right now, you're definitely going to see it just a couple months down later. So I just want to share that story and hopefully that inspire you to say, okay, well, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that was a really beautiful motivation and inspiration. And just that in itself to make us set one big goal at the top of the list, follow your intuition. I could literally talk to you for hours, Jesse, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I just love uh, likewise. I just love all of these things that came up during this conversation and I have to say that yes, I brought up a lot of personal uh, things that were interesting for me as well and I'm sure that everyone listening will find them interesting too. And I do have three more questions at the end which I address to all of my guests which are very quick questions, but before we go to that part I wanted to say thank you once again for accepting the invitation to be on my podcast and to acknowledge all the great work that you're doing, all the beautiful, beautiful things that you are sharing with the world because it really shines through that it's your mission and your purpose and it's really aligned and I can feel that as well. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is my honor. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, this is a great question and I'm sure you know, if you ask them, a lot of people need to hear them too. I mean, these are difficult questions and I really want to honor and acknowledge how transparent you are and truthful in the way that you run the show. And it's so needed. People need to hear more truth from us, us sensitive people. So thank you so much for showing up. And thank you. What a beautiful honor. So Jesse, what are you grateful for? Oh, I'm so grateful for my body, for my health. As a sensitive person, I have really been affected by a lot of other energy that has caused a lot of illnesses. So today I'm really happy that I'm able to enjoy, you know, a run with my son and play with him and dance and do my workout. And of course, I'm really grateful for my little family. Uh, we love each other so much and feel so grateful to be able to spend time with each other. Um, these are things that I'm really, really grateful for. How do you impress yourself? <laughs> um, how do I impress myself? So other than follow my intuition, I'm quite a hard worker. So if I put my mind into something that I want to do and I really find it out, I become unstoppable. So I'm really impressed with myself how I learned some of the most difficult software out there. First, it was Photoshop and now it's Kajabi. Learning how to run a business, you know, I never stop putting myself in uncomfortable situation. So I really am, am impressed with how I don't run away from <laughs> challenges and difficulties. I went dive in straight. And I think that's what makes me resilient and strong as a result. I'm very knowledgeable. So I'm really impressed by myself with that. I'm going to pat myself on the back right now. Yes. What is your definition for leaving your impressivity? 
I feel really honored someone find this very inspiring. And if there's only one person, I always tell this to my my clients and my friends, if there's only one person that I can help with the way that I share my message today, I fulfill my mission. I'm all about leaving that trail behind to, to let somebody say that, to know that even though their circumstances may not be very encouraging at the moment, that they may come from a place where they didn't have a lot of resources or family weren't supportive, you know, and yet they know that they have a bigger mission. I want to let them know that they're not alone and they can always, there's people like you and I who can help you on that, you know, because I came from that place where I didn't have much and definitely was very discouraged as a kid to not be myself. And it pains me when people say, well, I wasn't allowed to do this. And I want you to know that if I can do it, if I can leave this behind, you can do it too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Live Your Impressivity Show. This was our last episode of the first season and I'm super excited that you stayed with us until the end. If you are going to miss us during this break, then I invite you to go back and listen to the previous episodes and let us know in a comment or a message what was your favorite guest and your favorite topic from the first season. Leave us a review, share your favorite episode with a friend or your network and don't forget to start journaling. Keep pen and paper next to you. I invite you to connect with our guest, Jessie Chang, from today's episode. Check out her social media, her programs, and her membership in the description below. And until next time, don't forget to use your gifts. Don't forget to connect with your intuition and let your inspiration pour through you. Keep pen and paper next to you. Use it for setting goals, for reflecting, for expressing gratitude, for literally anything that helps you express emotions and put them onto paper. Make peace with the things that you want to let go of and make sure that you keep your positive memories close to you. We'll be back soon with new episodes and we would love to get you back on with us for season two. Until then, have a wonderful time, enjoy spending the holidays with your loved ones and I will see you in this next season. Happy journaling and stay impressive!